0: Hey, Chris, it's been great sitting here on this sofa in the house watching all the football, hasn't it? Yes, it's been great fun. I tell you what, though, it seems like a while since we've been in the attic, the football attic. Shall we go and have a look at the football attic and see what is in there? Do you think we should? I think so. Let's go up the stairs. Let's we'll we'll put a sound effect of going upstairs in, in yeah. here. Mm. Don't forget that. Um yeah. and there Oh look, there is the attic there, let's open the door. I've put a creaking door sound in. Don't um it. Oh it's coo, isn't it dark in there?
1: Coup yeah. Yes. What, oh, what the, put the all, light on.
0: But all our stuff seems to have gone. There's only kits left
1: in there now. What shall we do? Um I don't know, maybe this is a good time to create a very strangled metaphor. Yes, it is that.
0: So, why don't we just talk about kit, seeing as that is all that is left in the football attic now.
1: Okay then, let's do that.
0: Okay, now we put the music in, and then once the music's gone, we'll come back in and then we'll do that proper intro that we're going to do, okay? Yeah, yeah. Right. Music. (laughs) (laughs) A
1: very warm welcome everyone, this is the Football Attic Kit Pod, my name is Chris O'Reilly and before we start let me first introduce you to Rich Johnson. Hello Hello. Rich,
0: hello, hello,
1: it's good to be back in the Football Attic. In the football attic, the actual football attic that we deserted some, some, some time ago, um, and uh, yeah, well, yeah, we're back with you once again. Seven short months after the football attic blog site came to an end, but uh, we're happy to return with this new podcast, in which we'll be talking about football kit designs, both new and old. Uh, our aim is to inform, entertain, and engage, and that last point is very important, as we'll be hoping to get your comments and feedback. On all that we discuss on this and all our other podcasts, we'll be giving you details of how you can get in touch with us a bit later on. But in the meantime, Rich, let's begin and enter this new odyssey of ours. talking about kits. Uh, let's start off with some kit news for the kind ladies and gentlemen listening in, shall we? Yes. <laughs> is this where we we, we put? <laughs> is this where we put in a kind of sound effect of a teleprinter or something? Like yeah, that? Or, or like or like
0: the news sort of sound effect. This yeah. is the news. This is the news.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough I'll yeah, just um, beef that up a bit so um, we'll, be, we'll be coming on to Euro 2016 in uh, very shortly, we're going to sort of talk about some of the kits from that but first of all uh, just to tell you about some of the kits that have been launched recently and shirts and that kind of thing, just to give you a bit of a heads up Wolves, we're going to start off with Wolverhampton Wanderers um, not so far away from your neck of the woods Rich, um, they've come up with a new away kit and um, in short it's green, it's very green Um, It's a Puma kit, um, and it's, um, I suppose people would call it lime green, but it's, see, I have a bit of a problem when people, sorry to get very technical this early on, but whenever people use the term lime green, that, see, limes are like sort of, like a dark, Grass green, almost, aren't they? But and yet, this is the sort of lime. You know those chocolate lime sweets you get, you know, with the with the sweet crust and the, and the chocolate in the middle. And see the, the outer shell that is that sort of green. Funny. So the yeah. funny thing
0: is, I was about to say exactly that because I just looked down at the socks and realised it does look like a chocolate lime cross section. Um, Even though it's actually, I think it's black. But it would be great if that was brown, wasn't it? Because then it would be, literally, (laughs) it would get called the Chocolate Lime Kit. kit. Um, It's a nice kit, actually. I don't mind. mind. Mm. I've always said that I think Away Kits should be where you experiment and and go mental. If you're not going to have a third kit, which, unless you need one, you shouldn't have. um, Unless you're doing it for limited editions so that I can buy them all. Um, (laughs) then, Then, yeah, your Away Kit should be whatever you want. Except for Coventry, who should only ever have yellow.
1: Alright, oh, well there you go, you've laid down that marker earlier on, haven't you, son? Hey, oh yeah,
0: but yeah, it's a nice kit, it's, it's a very nice template it's a very nice Puma template, it seems to be getting used a lot but then occasionally Puma do that, mm-hmm. they'll come up with a really good template and it gets used everywhere but I don't mind because it looks good
1: Yeah, <coughs> it's not bad it's it's one of those ones that you'll find there's a few sort of slight variations in it from kit to kit but it is as I say, it's um, it's an all lime green kit, it's got a black <coughs> a wide black stripe down the sleeves and um, a sort of small, understated let's say, um, flappy collar um, black panels under the arms and the black stripe goes down the side of the shorts and as Rich has said the um, the socks are lime green and black hoops uh, a very fetching colour I think it's nice to see a green kick, you don't get too many, uh, at least not outside of Plymouth Argyle anyway But um, it, and the shade of green is, is also a bit different um, it's also a different colour to what Wolves have had away from home recently they've sort of in in recent years they've gone with like blue and i think they had white for a while and they one of these teams that sort of tends to swap and change around as far as their away colour is concerned that's a nice one i think that's a good away kit and a nice contrast as well as the old amber and black that they wear in the home kit so Nice one. Puma, well done. Wolves, excellent. But uh, I was going
0: to say, I also think, in this case, given
1: that their home kit is <coughs> orange... It's not... Go- it's like... <laughs>
0: it's supposed to be old gob. It's orange. Ooh. orange. Wolves fan. Wolves fans. It's orange. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, given that their home kit is orange, um, and that their away kit is now lime green, they have absolutely no need for a third kit. Who the hell are they ever going to play that has those <laughs> colours? Unless God. they're playing someone in those colours. I couldn't think of anything quick <laughs> fair so I just said that. Um yeah, so but yes,
1: tough. Yeah there sort are- of just run out of words there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um that bodes well. Um uh, yeah, th- there aren't many teams that wear a kit that's got sort of, <coughs> you know, amber and, and lime green in the same kit. They're not gonna clash with both, that's for sure so uh, there we are, another advantage of that particular kit um, we move on to Bordeaux uh, sorry, that, um, that Wolves kit uh, the, that was um, uh, described on footballshirtculture.com over on footyheadlines.com they've got a, a picture up at the moment of the new Bordeaux away kit um, for this coming season and it's, uh, it's a rather fetching one again it's Puma and they've gone with that sort of Bordeaux motif of having a sort of large V shape uh, this one 's quite close to the neckline it 's uh, it 's a white shirt with a red sort of v panel and a a red chevron just below that and then a red kind of horizontal stripe around the bottom of the shirt um, a fairly sort of basic simple looking design but quite a nice one um, and I know you've been sort of looking at Bordeaux away what change shirts. haven't you recently. You're you're planning to buy one. Is that right, Richard?
0: It is. Yes, I want the third shirt, <clears throat> which is the one that's. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen this. It's on football shirt culture, but basically, it it's um it's how the hell would you describe that? It's pink and blue, but basically, it's a it's a photographic print of different parts of Bordeaux on the shirt, and it's yeah. ace.
1: Uh, it's but, like a kind of walking tourism billboard, isn't it? Really? It is, yeah,
0: in, in a kind of pink and blue and purpley, and purpley shades, It's really nice. I want one. But I can only buy them from the actual club at the moment. I did ask on Twitter if anyone, like, Subside Kit Bag and Classic Shirts are going to get some Classic Shirts said they might, but no mm-hmm. one's actually got one of yet. But they're, like, €90 Euros from the club, so it's like, that's insane. Mm. And then, obviously, there's about... €20 Euro postage on it. But going back to the Bordeaux away, I'm not normally a great fan of Bordeaux shirts, because I don't like the big V thing, but mm. this one's actually very, very smart and I would say, if that had an Umbro badge on it and not Puma, I think people would be spaffing themselves over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there is that, yeah, I guess. Um, I, I can't see any shadow patterns or anything like that on it. It's literally just a white shirt with a, a few little bits of sort of red detailing on there, but um... All the better for it, I would say, and yeah, I agree. I think there's some some Bordeaux shirts beat home or away that, as I know, they're just not not well executed. They're a bit too fussy. Um, if anything this one might be classed a little bit as too minimalist but um, I like the fact that it's white and red, it looks good and I think this also I read uh, on footy headlines that it sort of harked back to the early 80s around the time when was it Zidane was playing at Bordeaux? I think it was it's, a, it's an homage literally in that accent uh, to a, an <laughs> earlier Bordeaux kit so there you go um, it's a, very much the, the, the period for getting new away kits launched we've got another one, uh, Aberdeen They have launched their away kit, and uh, you can find a picture of that on uh, Football Shirt Culture as well, footballshirtculture.com. Aberdeen's away kit is essentially all black. or It's kind of black with um, sort of very dark grey. The shirt is kind of halved, basically, between black and and dark grey. But the Adidas trim that is all over it is a kind of red-orangey kind of colour. It's like a flame-orange I don't know if it's orange or red, really. In certain lights, it's one of those ones where they have a funny kind of, or almost like an iridescent kind of colour on it. But it's um, it's quite fetching. Um, and um, it, I say it's an Adidas one, not bad. I've still got a bit of a problem with predominantly black kits. I don't know why. But um, what's what's your view on that one there, Rich? Crap. <laughs> crap
0: yeah no I don't like it I just think I, like you I, I think black is such it's a, an easy away shirt colour to go for and it's boring it's been done to death mm. and I don't really like this one I think it I mean the funny thing is I like the, the template it's based on because I think Northern Ireland have that as their um, away shirt the sort of halved shirt and mm. I think it would look nice in maybe different colours maybe I mean because it just doesn't work for me in black and it's boring I'm sick of seeing black shirts with red trim I think they're just overdone mm. and Dull,
1: so I don't like it. Go away, Aberdeen. Away <laughs> <kit>. <laughs> Sorry, Aberdeen fans. Yeah. Um Bournemouth, however, well for those who aren't aware yet, they they've gone with JD Sports for their kit next season, which is quite a bold move. Um but and yet <coughs> see I in my old fashioned sort of ways, I was quite prepared to sort of immediately assume that because it's JD Sports that it's not gonna be up to much, and yet Both kits are, I think, quite good and the away kit has uh, been launched, a picture of that on footballshirtculture.com and their away kit this season will be blue predominantly and it's got lots of of two-tone horizontal stripes going across the shirt and um, on the socks as well, Uh, some white panels at the bottom of the cuffs, or on the cuffs as it were, bottom of the shorts and also on the turnovers of the socks. I think that's quite a nice one actually I'm, I'm starting to warm to JD Sports I think I've probably spent too too much time in my youth going into JD Sports and not finding anything worth buying uh, I'm sorry to say uh, maybe that's influencing my, my view of their football kits but actually I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to find myself changing uh, my views before long because they're, they're coming out with some nice kits but what's your view on that Richard? I absolutely love it, I think it's really yeah. really nice, um, well the
0: thing is they have actually technically been with JD Sports for a while now because yeah. I think they were supplied by Feeler, I think it was and I think Feeler are owned by JD Sports, I only say that because uh, they're one of those few clubs like St Mirren whose kits are supplied by someone else oh, who's the other one? <laughs> Uh, I think they were feeler for a while as well I can't remember if they still are um, but basically who's you can only buy them through JD Sports so right. they're obviously um, like I think JD Sports might own them or they have some exclusive deal or something so I think they were already with JD in in effect but they've obviously now branded them as JD Sports and I absolutely love it I think it's a really nice kit I love the horizontal banding and I think the shorts um, I like the white cuffs on it as well I think it adds a really nice touch and the fact that the socks are sort of uh, hoopy as well I think mm. I think it's Ace, and I actually quite like the JD Sports logo as well. It's not overdone, which although I think they've got it on the shoulder as well, which Fila kept doing, and mm. Fila would use it in massive letters, or so
1: <laughs> yeah. Who's the other one that's really bugging me now? I'm gonna have to think. Well, this is, here's, here's a heads up for you listeners. This is probably going to be one of those podcasts—not this specific one, but all our podcasts. It's going to be that kind of podcast where you hear somebody tapping on a keyboard in the background because <laughs> we need to kind of try and give you as much detail as we can. Yeah. So while one person's talking, the other one will probably be, you know, going off and, and getting the detail. So don't say you weren't warned. But Carbrini—that's uh, it. Carbrini. I was going to say Cabrini, and I thought I'm probably going to get that wrong, so I'll just shut up. But it's, yes, but there we go. Cabrini uh, There you go. Um, yes. Yeah.
0: Carbrini Sportswear is a leisurewear brand of clothing owned and sold. Ex- Exclusively by JD Sports. What about Fila? Let me... The Fila can't be exclusive. Maybe I was thinking of Carbini. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) I don't know, man.
1: One uh, one team that hasn't got... um, (laughs) One team that hasn't got any problems with their supplier is uh, Burnley. Uh, They are still with Puma and they have launched a new home kit uh, for the coming season. Footyheadlines.com reports. And it's a lovely looking show. Another good Puma design. Um not dissimilar to the one we mentioned earlier on for wolves in that it's got a kind of broad stripe down the sleeves in pale blue on that claret shirt of theirs which is traditional of course. Uh, it's got um, pale blue uh, flappy collar but a white V neck just below which is a nice sort of touch and uh, pale blue inserts uh, sort of panel underneath the arms there it's a nice looking shirt that one. Um, uh, I don't. I, my sort of view is that I think in a, in a lot of cases the Burnley shirts look like they just need something. They look a bit empty in a way. I don't know why. I mean, there's lots of detail on this one. As so, I've just mentioned, which Puma are providing. But um, I don't know. It's 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 a good shirt. I just think it's still lacking a little something. But I don't know what. But um, your thoughts, Rich, on Burnley's home shirt? I love it. Mm. um I think Bernie. um Burnet had quite a few
0: shirts made by Pume I think they've been made by Pume mm. for quite a while, yeah. and they 've had quite a few very very nice ones where they're they're quite plain and simple and and this is very similar and I just think it looks very nice it looks very classic um yes <clears> and a <that, throat> nice little bit of addition of white trim there to sort of uh, make a change yeah. and yeah I just it, it just looks really smart I thought like I say that I think that temp- Puma template is very very nice it's kind of one of those ones that looks retro but looks fresh as well
1: yeah uh, just uh, to go
0: back to my previous thing sorry Yes, yeah, so um, I go uh, yeah JD's what is Cabrini uh basically not Feeler that um um everybody's had their stuff so Cabrini is owned by JD so Bournemouth was made by Cabrini now they've obviously just branded it as JD Yes, But I don't think, the funny thing is I don't think St Mirren have and I think they're still made by uh, them I'm just going to go look that up now got to <laughs> carry, You carry on waffling about other stuff Yeah, so I'll that, do all uh, the heavy uh, lifting, don't you worry As yeah, there. There usual
1: um, <laughs> um, uh, Yeah, the, the, the Puma uh, template of which we speak it's quite a nice one in that you don't always get a contrasting coloured stripe going down the sleeve. Sometimes it's the same colour as the body of the shirt, but you get some piping along the edge of it, like the new Leicester home kit. I don't know if you, anybody there's seen uh, uh, the new Leicester home shirt. It's essentially it's all blue, but it's got a little bit of I think it's gold piping along the edge of that stripe that runs down the sleeve. So um, and you get that in one or two places as well. So it's it's quite a versatile template that from. Uh, from Puma, a nice one. Um, looks like Puma are back to their winning ways as far as their designs concerned. Where are you at there, Rich? Have you have you uh, sorted this out with Sumbirin?
0: Uh No, I, they, their last season was Carbrina, and I've realised they haven't actually published any kits this year that I've seen. So that'll be yeah. why. I think I I suspect when it does come out, that won't have the Carbrini <laughs> branding. I think it will be JD Spaltz as well. They're the king of
1: trainers, don't you know? <laughs> Uh, just to get kind of nerdy from a kind of designer (coughs) sort of point of view I'm just not sure about that JD Sports badge it looks a bit kind of like you know comprehensive school yeah if you like Um, yeah art school kind of thing but it needs it needs a more interesting logo JD Sports sorry about that just to point that out JD Sports but you know I suppose somebody had to tell you at some point or other anyway there you go go so that's no no uh, that's the uh, that's your kit news for the time being. We'll have more on the next podcast. We'll be keeping up to speed with all the uh, the kits that are coming out. And if you know of any that you want to bring to our attention, just tug our coat at some point. As I say, we'll be uh, giving you all your contact details you need a bit later on. Uh, but we're now going to move on to the best, the worst, and the weirdest of Euro 2016. Because as we're recording this, uh, we're only a matter of hours away from the well, the knockout stage I suppose. The the second round, beginning in Euro 2016, uh, we've now had a chance to see all 24 competing nations, uh, not all of which we've seen both kits for, but we've seen most of the kits, I think, really. So uh, I think now is as good a time as any for us to give you our views on, as I say, the best, the worst, and the weirdest from the competition thus far. So, Rich, why don't you get us started? Choose, choose one for me, list of the best one of, one of the best shirts you've seen thus far.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the best
1: shirt, Lovely. lovely. He's
0: again. Um, and, um, my first one I've got is Italy away, which I think is just kit porn. Um, that's the mm. the white shirt with the uh, blue and red. Is it blue and red? No, it's green, isn't it? Not blue, you burke. It's the uh, flag. Yeah, it's the flag. Whatever the colours of Italy's flag are. <laughs> hey, you said the flag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <b-b-b-> Mario. <laughs>
1: Uh it's see this is people. the
0: this is the thing you will find casual racism on this podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Exclusive yeah. to the wedding yeah. <laughs> kit pod. <laughs> um, yes uh, sorry sorry yes the uh, red and green stripe down the front i was thinking of the blue trim and the blue collar and everything mm. and it just looks ace I And mean, it's again I, th- I don't know if it's the same puma template as the new as the all the new shirts but it's got the same sort of neck and flappy collar on it and it just mm. looks ace again it looks a really nice mix it looks like a retro shirt and i don't know if it is actually based on any retro shirt because it doesn't look like any italy shirt from my lifetime but i it, it just feels like i'm sure it is. I'm sure it must be based on an old one.
1: Um, I think they did, didn't they? I'm sure they did do a similar kit, might like for a Confederations Cup or something like that, but going back to sort of my lifetime, (laughs) i.e. the 1950s, um, they they used to have like a blue horizontal band across the middle of the shirt on their away shirts, so it's not the same as that. But I'm sure they did have a Confederations Cup kit um, uh, going back maybe, I don't know, how many years, so it might be an homage to that, possibly.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but that looks really, really nice. Um, so, really like that. Uh, what's what's one of yours, Chris?
1: Well, I was just going to say before I move on to mine, I was just going to say I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced by that one because it's so, the green so and red down the then, So, moving on then, Chris. Moving on. I tell you what would have worked if they didn't have the blue trim on the shirt. If it was literally a plain white shirt with green and the green and red stripe down the middle that would have been okay but because you've got green, red and blue on the same shirt with white it's a bit too much I think but um... well that was the end of the uh, Football Attic Kit podcast it was great fun working on it <laughs> <laughs> and apparently I don't have any opinions to give you on no you don't
0: not thing. valid ones anyway shut up <laughs> no no I'd no. love the blue I'd, so, so uh, yes we, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one then Chris what? go on what's one of your best
1: ones <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I don't hate it I just uh, it's not one of my best at all Um I was going to start off actually with the Wales home kit, which um, I, th- I seem to remember when it first came out, when it was uh, the pictures emerged online. I just thought, oh, boring, red shirt, white shorts, red socks, boring. Um, and yet, having seen it worn on the pitch, I think. Um, I think it looks terrific because it is simple, um, and I always say, and I've said for a long time now, that when it comes to new kits being launched, you do kind of have to reserve judgment until you've seen them being worn in a match scenario. Because this seems to, you you see it then, you see a kit then how it's, you know, in its natural environment, how it's meant to be seen. For some reason, on the kind of photo shoots and all the marketing stuff, I don't know well you don't you don't always get a, a proper. Interpretation of how the kit looks, and having seen Wales wearing their home kit, I really like it. It's um, it's a nice, vivid red. It's essentially a fairly plain shirt, just a little bit of white trim, Adidas trim. <coughs> um, and I'm quite a fan of Wales wearing red, white, red. Um, I know there are traditionalists around who will favour the uh, all red that Wales used to wear many years ago, but um, I don't know. I just like red, white, red, and it also reminds me a bit of the Wales kit that they had back in 84 i think which had white horizontal bands kind of working their way down the shirt it's like that but without the white bands really it's um it's a nice simple smart shirt and one that i've been sort of pleasantly surprised by actually um in in the sense that it just look it comes across as being nice and smart and sort of vivid on the, on the pitch uh what's what's your thoughts on it do you do you share the same opinion as me rich in terms of that wales home kit where as far as like my original views concerned that it might be a bit boring or do you do you like it hate it well, when I
0: first saw it, like you, I thought boring, and i haven 't moved on from that opinion I just find it really <laughs> dull i don 't know why i i know, I get it that it could be it 's one of those ones that could be a classic kit because it 's very mm. simple and they 've obviously gone for the simple you know it 's not like they 've just been lazy they 've obviously designed it that way but yeah. it, for me it's there 's something about it it just looks i don 't know i just it just looks boring it 's just i think if it had a wrap over um, v-neck instead of the plain white one with like a red top on it I think that would add an extra little something to it and because actually one of my other um, favourite kits is I've noted is Hungary which is mm. the funny thing is I was I was talking on a, a podcast with Jay because he does a kit podcast as well probably not so as he good does. as this one yeah, it's been well, it's been around for a while, but you know we thought we we did this one because we wanted to do it better, you know, because we we we've, <laughs> le- we've learned from his mistakes. <laughs> uh, just kidding, Jay. Um, <laughs> but I, I mentioned that on there um, because
1: it's I got a collar.
0: Yeah, but the funny thing is, I said, oh, it's the same as their one from the 86 World Cup, whereas actually it wasn't. It's the same as, the, as Bulgaria's from the 86 World Cup, is so what I was thinking was. Cause same sort mm-hmm. of colours, you know, white and green and red. red um, yeah. And it's... and and it, But it just looks really nice. Again, it looks kind of... Well, obviously, it looks retro in that sense because it's from thirty odd years ago. Uh, mm. Was it forty years ago? No, thirty years ago. I'm not that 30, old.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so
0: it's like, even though it's actually almost identical to a kit thirty years ago. Thirty years ago, it looked really modern, but actually now it's now it looks sort of nice and classic. But and I just think if they'd gone for a uh, a red. Uh, like a wrap over collar with say a red trim on it or maybe even green trim actually that would have been nice Mm -hmm. Um, then it would have just added something to it but I think as it is it's just too plain and it but the thing is it doesn't look plain if it's saying like it was an umbro shirt the the one that they had ages ago uh, which I can't it might have been a kappa one uh, which was basically Mm -hmm. the one which was just plain red and a massive white V wrap over collar That looked really nice, but I just think that something about the one with Adidas—it just doesn't look right. It just looks Mm. cheap, and I think I can't work out if it's because it's the Adidas stripes just make it look naff. But I don't know. I just think it needs an extra something. I think, like I say, if it had have had a wrap over collar, I think it would have looked brilliant. But I just think the plain white V-neck on it just makes it look naff. Is my opinion.
1: Oh. Each to their own, as they say. Yes. So and uh, I mean just to throw in another one, another one that I really liked, and I didn't see this till today. I'm, I, you know, for those who still don't know, I do live in New Zealand, and because of the time difference, um, I all my um, Sky Plus recordings are just queuing up on my uh, on the Sky Plus Sky Plus box that I've got. I mean, I've just got so much football to get through, and um, one game that I somehow missed the first time around was the game between. Uh, let me think, it was Russia against I'm not looking this up on the computer at all at the moment, just in <laughs> case you're thinking that um, it was well basically the kit I'm talking about is, is Russia's Away kit white with pale blue shorts and I didn't see that being worn the first time around but in in, in the course of doing my research here I sort of suddenly saw that earlier on today and I thought, wow, what a lovely kit there. Russia against Wales, that was the match. Um, white shirts, pale blue or, you know, medium summery blue shorts and white socks. And I thought, well that's just everything that the home kit isn't. I'm a bit sort of over this whole ostentatious sort of approach with the Russia home kits these days, in this kind of deep burgundy with a kind of, you know, shadow pattern that looks like, you know, some embroidered seat cover from a st petersburg conference center um all that with gold trim and, and it's just you think oh i just think that's it's you know look at us with all our money it's almost like that's the kind of inference whereas the away kit is nice and clean looking and i did want to ask actually i don't know if you know the answer to this or maybe our listeners will be able to confirm this but um at what point did russia go from having white and blue as their home kit Going to their away kit because they they wore white and blue as their home kit in the 94 World Cup, is that right? And then, yeah, yeah. This basically, basically, kit basically well,
0: b- when they stopped being the Soviet Union and they were briefly the Commonwealth of the Independent States, they kept red. And then, once they established themselves as a new, as a just Russia, they wanted mm. to get away from the kind of uh Soviet style, so they switched to white as their yeah. home kit. Um, so- and then Basically, I'm trying to think what it was it was somewhere around the mid 2000s possibly mm. late 2000s when they basically switched back to red I think they first went to maroon um, and then they went uh, the, the last Euros they had all out red um, as their yeah. home kit again yeah because uh, I'm trying to think Euro 2008 uh, actually was that no their home shirt was red in 2008 I'm trying mm. to think oh, I'm I'm because they had red and white as their two as their two colours and I, I'm pretty sure the it was the um, the home kit. I'm going to look that up now because I'm pretty sure by oh. that point they'd switch back to red. Sorry, this is going yeah. well again. <laughs> <laughs> do, ba,
1: do, I, just, no, I was just thinking, I, when I saw this away kit, and I thought, That's how nice. And I thought, wait a minute, they used to wear that as their home kit. And I, I honestly don't recall or acknowledge the point at which that would have switched to being their away kit. But anyway, I'll carry on. Um, we'll come back to your other choices, Rich. While you're, um, I'll, uh, I'll let your yeah.
0: But anyway, by tw- so um, at the about two thousand and nine, that's when they switched to the maroon. Uh, right. So after Euro 2008 they switched to maroon as their home shirt, and I think that was actually I think Euro two thousand and eight, they still had white as their home kit, and their, mm. th- but they had a red away kit, uh, which was basically a, a copy of the home one but reversed. And yep. then after that, they switched to maroon as their home shirts. Uh, which was the first one they had was the one with the big um sort of their you know their eagle crest it was basically oh, like a shadow, yes. big shadow print eagle crest, and then they had another one after that, which is the one with the sort of gold um, bands on it with like a sort of Soviet detailing as you might call it hmm. um, and then for euro two thousand and twelve they had just a, they went straight back to actual proper red with the uh, red, white, and blue sash on it. Mm. Um, and then that's they, they, but then this time around they've gone back to maroon again.
1: How strange! Well, thanks for clearing that up, if indeed you have cleared that up. <laughs> uh, I think I'm confused now. Um, anyway, um, so what other ones uh, have been taking your uh, uh, fancy and caught your eye amongst the better ones you've seen?
0: Uh, I I love the Northern Ireland home. Uh, I, I, I think it's a really smart shirt, um, and I love the blue band across it. I love the fact it's not just a blue band, it's a two-tone blue band. Because um, mm. when you see it from a distance, it looks like it has a nice fade effect, but actually it's just two different blue stripes um, horizontal yeah. across the chest and I like the fact that it actually has white trim around it as well um, hmm. because it just sort of highlights it uh, and I just think it's I think it's really nice I just think it looks like a really classy shirt I actually like Northern Ireland shirts with the, the navy on them did I say shorts or shirts
1: Shirt. Sure, I think you said shirts uh, oh, but, that's all right. you know. well
0: I meant shirts you know what I meant God damn it. Yeah, it's, yeah. About, it's about kits and shirts and stuff shut up <laughs> um <laughs> So what what do you think of that? Because I, I I think you we've talked just before and you said you're not a massive fan of it.
1: Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, I just I yeah. Funny enough, that white edging on it that sort of almost detracts from it for me. It's almost like the it's almost like it's trying too hard. Adidas are trying too hard to kind of make it seen and and it's I don't know it It looks for for Adidas it looks a little bit amateurish to me, but that's just my interpretation of it really um I think maybe a wider band might have worked better. It looks a bit too thin that little blue band, but um, but it's not I don't mind it, you know, I don't mind it um and any others before we move on to the worst
0: uh let's see what I've got on my list I've got yeah Spain away, which I think is one of those love or hate kits, you know the one with the mm. the sort of triangles, and that. I think you've got it in your best as as best list yeah, as well. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I it I uh, love the fact that they've done it because it's you know it's it's something completely radical. It, it I I kind of get the feeling it's it's an odd one because I I kind of feel like they're trying to sort of almost ape the uh, Holland 88 shirt. Not obviously in terms of design or anything, but just the fact that they've done something so wacky,
1: <laughs> and I like I, that. I I think there's we should be getting more of that kind of thing, especially on away kits, because. Um, all too often is just too much reliance on the same old, you know, let's have stripes, let's have hoops, and, and all these kind of very conventional kind of geometric shapes and things, and to go with something that's very irregular and abstract like that, I think that's wonderful, I think we, we need more of that kind of thing, and um, it's wonderful, I think it was described on the Soccer Nomad podcast by JR on there as being like when someone gets shot in Castle Wolfenstein, which I thought was the most <laughs> wonderful metaphor, Brilliant brilliant observation that um, it, I just think that's lovely and um, hopefully we'll see a bit more of that during the course of the uh, tournament I think that would be a wonderful thing um, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm glad it's actually had an outing as well because yeah. I remember
0: one of the best shirts at, well potential shirts at Euro 2012 was the Germany Away the plain green one because it had been a long time since it had actually worn green and it looked ace and it never got a game
1: Yeah, yeah so, I was gutted. Three years. so I'm
0: glad this one has actually made it um, anything else on your list for the best before we jump away?
1: Oh, I just sort of like both Belgium kits, really. Um, uh, I think the Belgium home, well, probably Belgium away as well, actually. Uh, certainly the Belgium home is one that seems to divide opinion. Um, I really like it because there's lots of black on there along with the red, the only thing about it i would dislike i would say i dislike is the sort of neon yellow that they've gone with i think just an ordinary yellow would have been fine and you could say the same about the the spain home kit as well i think they've that's got a slightly kind of neon yellow look to the trim on that one but i think ordinary yellow or a warm yellow colour would have been good and the Belgium away one, which of course is pale blue, uh, this kind of uh, nod to um, Belgian cycling um, history and all that. I quite like it. Um, I think actually pale blue works really well as a change colour for, for Belgium. It's a lot sort of, it's, it's totally at the other end of the scale, in, you know, in the fact that it's a nice light colour to that sort of red and black on the home kit. So I think even if you take the Belgian flag element off of the away kit off-the-way shirt I think pale blue on its own as a plain shirt would be good for Belgium actually so um, I like both of those yeah, um, I'm. I'm not a massive fan of the Belgium home. I think it's nice. I don't like all the
0: black on it. I think it's a bit too much. Uh, but it's nice, and it makes a change um, because a lot of Belgium kits in the past have been quite dull. So I quite like mm. it. And the away, I do think, I do agree. It looks really nice. It's. I, everyone else seems to absolutely love it. And when, and I'm, I'm not over the moon about. it, But I do think it's very nice, very smart kit. Um, I think a couple of honourable mentions on mine uh, Iceland Home I love it, I just think it looks really nice I like the fact they've got the asymmetric stripe on, and I, the note I've put down here is, the fade effect on the stripe is boner inducing <laughs> Well, whatever gets you through the night, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, indeed. And uh, just as a final nod, both of Turkey's kits. I love the actual Turkey shirt. Now, this is the thing, you see, because I am mean the shirt, because so far in Turkey's matches, I don't think they've actually managed to wear um, their away kit fully as, as it is, because I think they wore the black shorts in one of the matches, and then I think they had the Spain, correct turquoise yeah. shorts, but I think the socks were wrong. So, um, But I just think the Turkey... Sh- the overall look is brilliant. I love the pattern that they've got on it, and I like the the colours it's done in. I think it looks really nice. So that's my opinion on that.
1: Well, yeah, because we've got so we're talking about the best and the worst and the weirdest. And in the weirdest category, I have gone for the Turkey away kit that was worn specifically against Spain because it was this mishmash of different elements that were clearly worn because of colour clash issues. They had this kind of white and pale blue faded shirt. Black shorts and red socks, and it was just a disaster It yeah. looked absolutely awful against the Czech Republic. I think they had their pale blue shorts uh, on, which is good <laughs> any shorts on would have been good i suppose um and but black socks against the czech republic which what what would there is it all pale blue that that kit for Turkey away from uh,
0: I think so. I'm not entirely sure. I would have probably because it kind of fades down from white to the pale blue. So I'd be surprised if the socks weren't pale blue, and especially given Portugal's away, which is that kind of horrible mint colour, is all
1: mint. So I would have th- I would assume it is. Yeah. Well, I was going to say knowing Nike, the way that Nike are at the moment, that they're um, they do like contrasting coloured socks, but um, mm, English, good point. we'll soon see. Um, so yeah, that's I've got the Turkey away kit against Spain in my weirdest uh, category i've also got um the what I, oh yeah but that that kit that you just mentioned the portugal away kit which is this strange kind of turquoisey greeny odd bizarre colour it's just a bit sort of like ugh. it's just i find it a bit of an odd colour i mean i'm all for i must admit i'm always um, a big fan of seeing manufacturers using a bit of creativity and originality so fair play to them for that but i just think it's a bit of an odd Ill-advised colour, but that that tallies up with your views, isn't it? I think that's right. Yeah, I think it's awful. Yeah. I just hate it. It's just, blech. yeah. It's- and and of course, if we're talking about weird kits, we have to off our hat to the uh, France away kit against Switzerland which of course was not the one advertised in the Radio Times as they always used to say <laughs> um, it was it because of course they launched Nike la- Nike, Nike, launched their um, France kit away kit some time ago and it was essentially white with one blue sleeve and one red sleeve and then suddenly they take the field uh, against Switzerland and it's and it had very pale grey sleeves and it turns out from at least from what I have Observed on Twitter, all the various uh, dialogue that was going on there. That it was, um, I think the original kit sort of contravened UEFA regulations. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. From what I've heard as well. Yeah,
0: and as I don't in, know why. I think it is. I don't know if it's just because you're not allowed to have different contrasting
1: sleeves or something. <clears throat> well, I think you can have you can have sleeves that contrast in colour to the main shirt colour, but you can't have t- two sleeves that are different colours, especially if right. they're different from the. Th- the main shirt colour if that, if if any of this is making sense I saw a diagram I think a number of people were sort of retweeting this diagram from the UEFA handbook or somewhere which kind of gives you diagrams of which kits are allow- allowable and uh, which aren't you know, which designs are allowable and there was one there that looked pretty much the same as the, the France away kit that Nike um, originally made what I don't understand is how can Nike make a kit make a shirt That is illegal. Surely they must have checked the the regulations first before they made it. I mean, how can you make it and then say, "Oh, actually, sorry, we're not going to we're not going to let you have that because we've been told it's not right." They must know. Surely they checked. Yeah, well, you know, far
0: be it for me to suggest that they're doing that so they can sell more shirts and and make those particular competition ones a bit rarer. I mean, I
1: would not say that. No, I'm sure that's going to be one, the original shirt, it's going to be one that's going to be heading for your uh, collection at some point in the near future. Would that be about right? Uh, what if it wasn't such a crap shirt, yeah? I was <laughs> <It's laughs> a of notoriety, but I suppose, well, yes.
0: Well, someone actually asked me that the other day. I, I can't remember if it was Jay, actually. He said, oh, would you be interested in buying one of those? I said, well, if the price was right. I said, you know, if, yeah, if they never use that shirt again, say like the one they've used in the tournament, if they never use it again... Um, then yeah but it's, it's I'm not a great fan of that shirt template so probably not no it doesn't really interest me in that sense oh. It's and it, the thing is it's not exactly that historical either if they wore that if it was a one-off they'd worn in the final yeah maybe but uh, wearing it a couple of times in the group games boring on a crappy shirt as well and yeah. speaking of actually speaking of worse shirts while well, we're on France the France home is just awful how I, don't, yeah. I ha- still haven't worked out what I don't like about it I just I don't know I just hate it it mm. just doesn't look right and yet the funny thing is I was trying to discuss this with someone you know, on Twitter I was discussing with a lot of people and, and I, I don't know because the blue the blue just looks wrong mm. but it's not because they've had that sort of shade of blue before it just looks too light but I don't know if that's just because of what Nike have done in recent years but it, cause, and also it's not because they've had much lighter shades the 86 kit was a lighter shade of blue and obviously their their normal shade of blue is kind of a mid blue so it's I don't know there's just and it just looks cheap it just looks like a it looks like a training kit to me I don't know if it's the contrasting dark sleeves or whatever but it just doesn't look right and the fact that there's no other colour trim on the shirts and I, yeah. the funny thing is it's like Knight's previous few shirts look really nice Um, Hmm. When they came along, they completely did away with everything Adidas had done um, and made it look really fresh and modern. And now they seem to have gone for this awful kit that everyone else has got. And that's the funny thing I find is that it's like France and England for the last few years while they've been with Nike have all had bespoke kits. They've all had kits that are designed specifically for them, which Hmm. is exactly the same as what bespoke means. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Funnily uh, enough. Yeah, uh, but and and yet now both England and France have got this generic template kit and, and mm. well I, I quite like the England one, I know everyone else seems to hate it but I quite like it, I like the fact there's no red on it and all this lot but you know that's for another day um, but the France one just doesn't work and I, I just despise it and I, I still can't work out exactly why and then I think the fact that they don't have the white shorts but then they have the red socks the red and the blue just don't go together in my no. opinion, it no, just no. doesn't work and it looks cheap and I think for a, a tournament where they're the hosts, I'm just mm. surprised they've done that. And thankful, yeah. That said, though, at least it's not Adidas making it, because you just know it would be another 1984 rip-off.
1: <laughs> Had to get it in, folks. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think what it is, I think I, the the tone of blue, the, the, the main blue that's used on that France home kit, is... Uh, lighter than they would have had in 84 and any other year. It's, it is a lighter tone of blue. There's no getting ar- around it. Um, and also the fact that the shorts are blue with it. Because I don't think France have very often gone with blue on the shirts and the shorts. No. Uh, I think I think the Rugby Union team have done that a few times down the years. Not that I'm a big rugby fan, but I think I've seen it on, well, on their rugby kit. I think they did it 2012, but the shirts
0: were nicer. Because I think the 2012 kit was all blue. Um mm but it was a nicer shade of blue and it had kind of horizontal dark blue trim in it and then it had gold trim on the collar. And I don't know, it just looked like a really nice shirt. It didn't look very France, I'll give them that. You know, mm. it didn't look very traditional France, but then I quite like that. But I don't mm, do not know, this just just looks horrible. This doesn't look France at all. And yet someone else on Twitter said, oh, I'd, you know, irrespective of the template, it looks, just says France. And I just thought, to me, it doesn't. <laughs>
1: nah, it doesn't to me, really. And no, I don't mind no. the darker, slightly darker blue sleeves because I think that works better on their kit than England's kind of pale blue sleeves on its kit um, but I just think the red the red socks both on the France home kit and the England home kit is just too vivid um, and I will have my say on the England kit because I think everybody else has been giving their two players. <laughs> I haven't had an outlet yet for this but um, yeah i when it was first launched, that England home kit, I thought it was all right. Now that I've seen it worn, the red socks are too much of a distraction. And I think if they'd have gone for something like navy blue socks, I'm not saying that would have been OK, but it, I think it would have been more readily accepted than red because it's not so bright and in your face. And obviously, navy blue, was, as once upon a time, used to be worn on the shorts, uh, kids, if you're listening. Um,
0: so I, I,
1: do you know what? I actually think if they'd have had the same colour
0: sort of sky blue, grey, whatever the trim on the sleeves is as on the socks, I think mm. that would have been beautiful. But Not at the same time, I, I think it would have looked better than the red socks, but I do like the red socks, purely because they are contrasting. And I like the mm. fact that they've done that. You know, I like the fact that it's completely... Um, contrasting and, and so jarring, I like it there's are, there are some kits that I like when they just do something that just doesn't seem to go with the rest of it And and but I do think if they'd have done it in that same pale blue that they've got on the sleeves, it would have actually looked really really nice, mm. and and it would have been a kind of fresh, modern look for the England shirt, With I mean for the England kit, without it being so over the top, I think the thing is, Nike uh, they've got this contrasting sock thing going on and I think they're just doing it almost, like, it feels like they're just doing it to be per, like belligerent really. Yeah. And knowing that it's going to cause contro- controversy, but then, you know, that gets people talking about it. Um, yep. But then as I'd said on the podcast with Jay, I said, like, I said, you know, I do actually want England to win the tournament. Uh, obviously I do, but it's <laughs> like, I would like them to win it purely so that all the people that hate this kit can remember it in 30 years time as one of the best kits in the world ever. <laughs> Yeah. uh... And then next and then in ten years' time when we don't have red socks for the first time, everyone go, Well that's not a traditional English kit, it looks like a German kit or something.
1: Funny enough the sleeves when when I um I saw the sleeves all oh, that pale blue on the sleeves and then and then I saw England wearing it on the pitch and I thought actually that pale blue on the sleeves looks more like grey but then when France wore their home kit I thought no that's gr- that's definitely grey that's definitely pale grey so um I don't think actually the sleeves are bothering me as much as I thought they would it's, it's just the brightness of the red socks but as you say I mean I'm I'm I am all for creativity and it's I think even you have to accept the fact it's probably only going to last for about a year, this kit, so it will get changed before you know where you are anyway. And you do, I think, sometimes have to be sort of shaken out of your sense of normality, just even if it makes you appreciate all the kits that went before and will come afterwards. So, um, I just,
0: I just yeah. wish people would get over the fact that Nike make England kits now, because they mm. do, right? That's not going to change. Umbro not coming back, you know, and it's like... I actually think all of Knight's kits for England have actually been alright I, I, I really like the one they had last time the 2014 one and I actually really liked the first one they had which was the Germany kit and it's like but I, I actually think they've done alright and, and like I say everyone thinks Umbro were brilliant and yeah the last few years well actually even then the last few we've said this before the yeah. last few years of um, Umbro kits apart from the 20, 2009 one um, and I, th- I quite like the one that followed it, uh, but the last one they had—the one that we were in twenty twelve for the sort of red trim that was a bit naff it was it was all right but it wasn't great and the ones they'd had before the Taylor Byron range were awful so it's like umbro went and that was a template kit as well so it's like it's not like umbro were you know produced the best kits ever all the time and yet knight don't seem to get a break at all everyone's just saying oh it's knight shouldn't be knight should be umbro it's like well no one said that when it was admiral so shut up and in fact everybody loves that friggin admiral shirt God damn it, it's like, oh, Umbro should be doing it, but we all think the Admiral One was the best. Shut up! <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's out of bed again, nurse. Yeah. Yes. All right, okay, well, that's pretty much our uh, appraisal and uh, otherwise of uh, some of the kits from Euro 2016. There's a couple we haven't seen. We, we Apparently, uh, there's a game, I don't know if it's today or tomorrow, that's going to be going on in the second round. Um, Croatia, um, just a few moments ago, our... A good friend Dennis Hurley on Twitter was saying that um, Croatia are finally going to get to wear their home kit in their uh, first, knockout round, uh, first knockout match, so um, that'll be good, to see what that looks like, because we've only seen the blue away kit so far, and uh, we never got to see the Sweden away kit, but then we probably haven't missed much, and if it meant seeing Sweden again playing their brand of football, it could have had a serious effect on the world population really I think there could have been mass suicides <laughs> I'm thinking so uh, no great loss there anyway uh, we move on that's uh, that's Euro 2016 um, we're actually going to get on with a, a feature which we're going to have in each podcast and we're calling it the kit off Um, because uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to ask you to vote for uh, your favourite from three kits that we're going to nominate and who knows maybe even you can nominate some in the future if you uh, so wish. Basically we're going to tell you about three kits that all fit into a particular category or a theme And we'd like you to vote for the one you like best. And then we'll tell you on the next podcast which one got the most votes. It's as simple as that. And what we're going to do on this podcast is tell you about three England kits that uh, never got seen in a major tournament, i.e. the European Championships or the World Cup. And, uh, Rich, perhaps you could give a brief description of our three choices for this kit-off.
0: I will do. And also, I'd just say we chose this name because then we can say, now, people... Get your kit off! Ha <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> we're nothing about bad puns, if if anything else, you know, whatever. Um, well, uh, just to further clarify as well, because uh, the middle one is certainly going to have people going... <laughs> right, the whole point of this is it's not strictly kits that weren't seen at a tournament, because obviously there's several times when kits have gone to tournaments, like Away Kits, for instance, like Euro 92, uh, and in fact, Italia 90. I don't think any of the Away Kits or the Third Kits got worn, but but we went to that tournament. Now, what this is, is England kits that were worn when we didn't qualify for tournaments. Yes. So these are kits uh, that were worn when... I've just said exactly the same thing again. <laughs> Doing it again, I? Um, So to clarify for, <laughs> for the third time now... Thinking. Yeah, these are ones where we failed. So this, the kits we were wearing when... I'm just saying it again. When, when we didn't qualify. So specifically, we have the uh. <laughs> Admiral... Just to say again, it's when we wore a kit that we didn't qualify for a tournament. So when we failed to qualify for a tournament, this is the shirt we were wearing at the time. At the time we failed to qualify for the tournament when we were wearing this shirt.
1: (laughs) So the first one we've got... a brief introduction. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Uh, So the first one we've got is the Admiral... What was it? 74 to 80, 80, was it? yes. Which is the, uh, well, obviously there were only two Admiral shirts. This is the one, this is the nicer Admiral shirt, not that hideous cack that they wore in 82. (laughs) So this is the plain white shirt with the royal and red uh, trim on the sleeves. Um, And we did qualify for Euro 80, but by that point we'd switched to the horrible cack one. Um, (laughs) So that's kit A kit B is the England 84 to 87 home shirt oh we're talking about home shirts only by the way as well sorry for not clarifying that I'm doing well here so the second one in the ones where we failed to get to a tournament but this is the kit we wore (laughs) Uh, is the 1984-87 shirt made by Umbro now immediately everyone's going to go eh, but we got to Mexico 86 and that was the shirt we had then but it wasn't because the shirt that went to Mexico 86 was different wasn't it because it wasn't the same at all it had the same neck and actually that's about as far as it goes uh, because the one that went to Mexico 86 was a completely different material the 84-87 was a sort of uh, silky shadow striped one uh, with cuffs um, which navy matched the blue. trim of the of the v-neck yeah, navy blue cuffs and a navy blue v-neck, whereas the one that went to Mexico 86 was like a kind of much lighter material with a sort of yes it had a sort of shadow um, stripe weave, but it was very different, the stripes were wider and it wasn't silky, and it had no cuffs, so it was a completely different shirt so we're including that one, and the third shirt is the, I think it was 93 to 94 that we wore this, or was it 93 to 95 it might have been, and and it's the one of the first ones that had the sort of the shield where you have three three small lions inside it, albeit not in pale blue like they were in '98. And it's it's a very plain English shirt, and obviously it was worn when we failed to get to World Cup '94. So it would have been mm. worn by the likes of uh, I think Jeff Thomas wore it, Les possibly Ferdinand. Carlton Palmer, Les Ferdinand, yeah. Um, so those are the three kits. Uh, feel free to go and look them up. But I think if we publish the blog post with this, we'll put those kits up there so people can see them. Yes. And and yes, if you want to vote on that, then you can use any of our normal means of getting in touch. So either Twitter, Facebook,
1: or as you know, are we putting a poll up there? Yeah, I think we should, because um, now Facebook and Twitter do have these poll facilities. So I think we'll just collate as many votes from as many different sources as we can and we'll do our very best to top them all up and uh, give you a grand total and um I say on the next podcast we'll give you the result of that but uh, yeah well even if you just email us and just say I like kit B or whatever yeah. then we'll uh, include that so any any method you'd like but we'll try and give you a, a sort of poll mechanism on the website on Facebook and on Twitter uh, but any any response you can give will be best and, tr- and please try not to you know, respond in more than one way we know there are some of you out there that are vindictive enough to try and skew the results <coughs> as if we haven't had enough with skewed poll results over the last week um, yeah. <laughs> so um, but just to clarify I just want to go back to that kit B again the, the, the sort of uh, 84 kit um, I didn't even know myself Up in, and I consider myself something of a connoisseur um, I didn't realise that the kit England wore in the 1986 World Cup had basically no navy blue cuffs on the shirt It was just a plain white well it was just the end of the cuffs at uh, the end of the shirt sleeves if you check you will find that the uh the kit that was worn in the qualifiers for the 86 world cup was not the same as uh, the shirt that is as the one that was worn in mexico that um there is a slight subtle difference so if you so stop moaning we're we being clever but um That's why we're including it. See, so there you go. So basically, and either
0: that, it was that, or we'd have to include the god awful 2008 one, which we're not doing because it never
1: existed in my head. So there you go. (laughs) So there you are. Three England shirts that uh, didn't get worn in a major tournament. They were worn during maybe qualification for a tournament, but not in the final tournament. You're talking Kevin Keegan era, Brian Robson era, and uh, Les Ferdinand era to to put it short. Kit A, B, or C. Send us your votes. Check us out. Football Attic will be giving you all the details later on where you can find us. We look forward to seeing which of you, uh, which of those three kits you think is the best. I keep saying kits and shirts. We're not quite decided yet whether we're talking about kits or just the shirts. Probably just the shirts actually. Just to, yeah. We'll go with just the shirts because otherwise some of you will say, "Ah, oh, yes, but that kit was worn with white shorts." On this one particular match, <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there you go. Well, before we sign off, we just thought we'd do a, a little bit of a, a heads-up for all of you in terms of um, what's been lighting our kit design candles uh, in recent weeks. That's not a very good metaphor, is it? Um, <laughs> it's it's original, I suppose. Um, I just wanted to sort of start off by just saying I've been a bit of a, bit of a busy boy when it comes to uh, football kit design been working on my kit Bliss website which is kitbliss.co.nz for a while now I've been trying to add kits onto that as often as possible and that's coming along quite nicely however work on that has somewhat been uh, uh, stultified I think is the word I'm looking for because um, I've been doing some design work for other people first of all um, if you go to beyondthelastman.com a wonderful football nostalgia site almost as good as the football attic um, actually it's very good um, and it's run by a lovely chap called Craig um, basically what you'll see on there there's a, a new series that he started on there called Lost Champions and it's basically all about uh, the fact that if you go way back in history in as far as different European countries are concerned you'll find that a lot of the National League champions no longer exist. Those clubs that won the league championship back in 1900 and whatever, uh, either they don't exist because they folded financially or they merged with another team and changed identity and all that kind of stuff. And um, Craig has written, uh, uh, he's he's writing a series uh, which is focusing on those clubs that have sort of disappeared into history but were once National League champions. And uh, he's contacted me and sort of said, "How about maybe illustrating some kits just to show how those teams would have looked in the modern era if they were around today? How they'd have looked on the pitch." So I've been doing lots of uh, kit designs for that, and you will see the first batch of those already on uh, BeyondTheLastMan.com. If you look up "Lost Champions Germany," you will see the first batch. I've been busy doing lots of kits for clubs from Austria, Bulgaria, and so on and so forth. There's lots more to come, so uh, you can you can find some of my work over there on beyondthelastman.com and also as a result of that I've been doing some uh, kits for Ian King at 200percent.net he basically uh, had the view that uh, all of the kits for Euro 2016 for all of the countries were rubbish and he said how about designing some uh, some better ones I thought wow what a responsibility so um, basically I had a go at doing a home and away kit for all 24 countries some are better than others. I'm more pleased with some than others, but um, you'll find them all if you basically just do a search for alterna Kits and uh, 200%. You'll find them all on there. Uh, failing that, you can actually find them all on my um, Kiplis website that I just mentioned before. So I've been busy sort of doing that. Um, and uh, as well as that, I recorded a podcast with Austin Long for uh, the, his Soccer Nomad podcast only yesterday, so that will be going live soon and also i did a <coughs> podcast for j uh, acting as sort of guest presenter if you like for the designfootball.com podcast did that a, a while back um and uh, recorded a, a lovely discussion with john devlin the mastermind behind uh, true colors football kits uh the books and the podcast uh, books and the website i should say and we did a podcast all about um football kit design in the 1970s so that should be going live any day now as well um so keep your eye open for that so that's what I've been up to. Uh, Rich you've uh, you've been on the radio and all sorts, haven't you? I have, yeah. I was uh, basically the, <clears throat> when the new Coventry Kit came
0: out um, I was commenting on Twitter, and the next thing is I got contacted by BBC Condry and Warwickshire Radio, uh, who said, "Oh, would you would you be able to? You know, would you do you want to speak to us on the show and and give your opinions on it?" And and then when they found out I collect football shirts, they basically got me onto the actual show itself, and and we talked about collecting football kits, and I brought a load of COV shirts along and discussed those, and it was great fun actually. I really enjoyed it. It was uh, and it was it was good to be on, and uh, hopefully they're going to get me back at some point as well. Uh, we might hmm. actually do a little thing in the in the foyer of the building where I'll have all my shirts out so I'm looking forward to that happening Um, I've also been doing some podcasts with Jay Uh, we've recorded a Euro podcast I think two years ago we did World Cup ones Um, we did a Euro one the other day hoping to do one again in the next few days and then we're hoping to do a few more than we did for the World Cup because we actually ended up managing to do two for that (laughs) Um, and I've also recorded a a, a design football one with Jay talking about my collection and stuff like that Um, but given the speed that Jay gets his podcasts out, that should be out just in time for the 2018 World Cup. So, (laughs) hey, old Jay, you know... Um, I, I'm also flogging off about 10% of my shirt collection because basically I need to cut down the numbers and also there's a couple of other ones I want to buy but I kind of need to raise the money for them first so please buy my shirt there's some nice ones in there there's some obscure ones in there some of it's just the sort of not the chaff of the collection but just the stuff that I've just I've bought at a whim and then thought no I don't, I'm not really bothered about keeping that um, but there's a couple of really nice ones there's the Holland 88 away kit the mythical away kit whether it was or not we don't know I think I just that on the podcast with Jay Um, so that one's up for sale there's an Inter Milan centenary shirt which is quite rare to find um, so buy that um, and there's a couple of other really nice ones. There's a, a Saint Pauli camouflage one, which is quite cool as well. Um, and there's about forty in total, I think. Um, so if you want to buy some shirts, and they're they're reasonably priced, you know. And again, I'm am open to offers. Um, yeah, get along to the Football Attic website because there's a kit collection sale page on there. And also just check me out on Twitter and stuff. I've posted pictures of a lot of the ones I'm flogging off recently. Um, and in terms, there's been I have actually started a Buying, oh, no, I don't want to say started buying shirts again because that makes sense. I'm going to go mental <laughs> again but I have actually bought a few shirts recently I got a nice Coventry one which was the one from the I think early 90s an Essex one with the, the an away shirt the yellow one with the sort of um, diagonal black bars on it mm. but my best one recently my best one has been the The d Palencia see uh, oh, there Jay that's how you do accents CD Palencia CD Palencia <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's like a, a, a Spanish
0: club. Yeah, uh, probably most people won't recognise the name, but they might recognise the shirt. It's the one that's basically a load of muscles. Um, oh, so it nice. looks like someone who's been flayed alive and had all their skin removed. Now, for that, I bought the shorts as well, and I posted a picture of uh, Larry, the football attic mannequin, uh, <laughs> wearing on, the kit. Yeah, good old Larry. <laughs> um, um, po- wearing the kit, and he looks
1: great in it. He looks so hench. <laughs> <laughs> I just—I really don't know where to start on that kit, but um, going back to your other ones that you're selling, there's some lovely shirts in there, I'd, I'd rather like to um, get my hands on that uh, USA shirt from the 1990 World Cup, that's a, that's a nice one, uh, just to pull one out of the air there. It just buy USA, it then, Chris,
0: buy it, please buy it. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got my money left now. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> but um, hold on to it and I'll start saving up and then in about 15 years time I might have the money cut know. Pull, pull together uh, but um, but yes and, and just to, needless to say that um, if you like listening to people discussing football kit design then uh, we of course strongly urge you to go over to designfootball.com and you can uh, listen to Jay who does a fine podcast there on that very subject uh, interviewing lots of wonderful people, and <laughs> yeah, including us. Uh, so uh, you're, as I say, you're strongly advised to go and check that out. It's wonderful stuff that uh, Jay's doing over there. Um, and so it just leaves us to sort of tell you how you can get in touch with us. Um, the old Football Attic, um, old favourites are still around. You can visit the Football Attic website, dot, uh, thefootballattic.com. Uh, you can leave a, a, a comment on one of our posts there, and uh, also you can find us on Facebook dot com forward slash the football attic and also on twitter dot com slash the football attic sorry twitter dot com slash football attic no the on that one um, and it's uh, usually rich that you'll end up talking to on that but um, but we both check in on the messages there so uh, drop us a line and if you want to email us old school uh, then you can do so admin at the football attic dot com that's right isn't it I think I've got the right one it there it is yes It's been a long time since I've had to tell people what that email address is. But anyway, there it is. So, uh, yeah, get in touch with us. And, of course, vote in uh, our kit off for this podcast and uh, tell us which of those three kits you like. But um, I should think that's probably enough for the time being, Uh, Rich. I think we've uh, done everything we need to do. I think we've got this particular podcast launched officially and we can come back next time and maybe talk some more about uh, new kits old kits and uh, anything else besides what do you reckon
0: I think so and I, th- I think next time we possibly need to get the uh, asbestos out of this attic because I'm, I'm starting to cough a bit mm.
1: yeah I'm, I'm starting to itch Um <laughs> I'm not sure what's been up here since we were last up here but uh, anyway there we are anyway thanks very much uh, thanks very much everyone for listening and uh, join us again for another Focomatic Kit Pod very soon until then for the two of us it's goodbye. goodbye goodbye